1: complete terms. Thank
0: you to our friends at Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the 2024 Colin Coward Show. Panini America delivers a premier collecting experience with the most sought after NFL, NBA, FIFA, and WNBA trading cards. Whether you're chasing rookie sensations or collecting timeless legends, Panini's got it. Panini America is also breaking new ground in NIL, featuring some of the biggest names in college sports. Turn first-round picks like Caitlin Clark, Angel Reese, J.J. McCarthy, Michael Penix Jr., and more. Visit PaniniAmerica.net today.
1: The Volume. complete terms.
0: Thank you to our friends at Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the 2024 Colin Coward Show. Panini America delivers a premier collecting experience with the most sought after NFL, NBA, FIFA, and WNBA trading cards. Whether you're chasing rookie sensations or collecting timeless legends, Panini's got it. Panini America is also breaking new ground in NIL, featuring some of the biggest names in college sports and now newly minted first round picks like number one overall Caitlin Clark, Angel Reese, J.J. McCarthy, Michael Penix Jr., and more. If you're into cutting edge digital collectibles, don't miss Panini's NFT platform at nft.paniniamerica.net with some of their first opportunities to collect this year's rookie class. Whether you're a collector of physical cards or a digital enthusiast, Panini has you covered. Check out their most popular brands like Prism, Select, Donruss, and more, including Panini Instant Cards celebrating the biggest sports moments on cards right after they happen, such as Draft Night Instance. Visit PaniniAmerica.net or download the Panini Direct app today. Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the Colin Cowherd Show. Hi, let's talk about Pro Plan Sport. Pro Plan Sport is advanced nutrition made to fuel strength and stamina in active dogs like yours. So whether you're heading out to explore a new trail or looking to set a personal best on your daily run, start your journey off right with the high performance fuel your dog needs to keep pushing you every step of the way. Pro Plan Sport. Discover the power of advanced nutrition for strength and stamina at ProPlansport.com. That's ProPlansport.com.
3: How have fans across the country been amping up the excitement every college football Saturday this season? They've been playing Colin Cowherd's Saturday spreads on FanDuel for a free shot at big prizes. And for those who missed out on the fun earlier this season, there's still time to start playing. The game is simple. We'll choose 10 of college football's biggest matchups each week, make your picks against the spread for each one, and the fans who get the most right win a share of $5,000 in prizes. That's a share of five grand in prizes up for grabs every week. Here's what I'm thinking this week. I'm loving Notre Dame, minus 6.5 at home against USC. Don't believe in USC in the middle of a coaching change. Will it be James Franklin? Seems like he's the leader right now. I'm going to take LSU, plus 10.5 at Ole Miss. Ole Miss is beat up. LSU is two. LSU's found a little bit, especially in the gap scheme running game, which is going to run the clock, and Ole Miss's defense isn't exactly the steel curtain. Give me Penn State, minus 23.5 against Brett Bielema and Illinois. Brett came out this week saying nobody that was on the team uh, that was there before him has really made a contribution so I don't think it's exactly rainbows and and lollipops in that locker room. So I'm going Penn State big, uh, Clifford hopefully coming back. You need to make sure you go to FanDuel.com slash SaturdaySpreads or download the FanDuel app to check in on Colin and Mai's weekly picks to get your picks in before for your free shot at $5,000 in prizes. No purchase necessary. Age restrictions apply depending on location. Void where prohibited. See FanDuel.com for terms and conditions. Live from the College Football Hall of Fame, welcome to the J-Boy Show on the volume. Presented by
0: FanDuel and hosted by Jake Crane.
4: This is Roman Harper. This is Derek Stingley Jr. This is David Pollock, and you're watching the J-Boy Show. And you're watching the J-Boy Show.
0: And thanks for watching the J-Boy Show.
3: All right, everybody, we are back here on a Tuesday. Thank you guys for joining us. Shout out to the Booster Club. Make sure you hit that subscribe button as well. Hit that like button. Have a heck of a show for you as we get ready. No football tonight. Had a little Monday night football uh, last night. Got some Wednesday night football. Got some Friday football. So we're trying to get there. What a better way to bridge that gap than to be hanging out uh, with us today live on the J-Boy show. So here's what we got. Want to talk about this Mel Tucker to LSU situation and why I think it's a good fit. There can be multiple good fits. It's at certain places, but what does LSU need? What type of person does LSU need? I think Mel Tucker fits that. Jalen Wattemeier, standout tight end for a is going to join us. Love what he had to talk about, about the leaders taking over in practice, the minute details. We hear about this all the time. You get to go inside the helmet, kind of on the field, and see what they've been working on. We have our 12-team playoff the way we see it, the top 12 teams in the country right now. Uh, we're going to talk about who wins that first round. There's some awesome matchups that we're going to get to. I know we don't have the playoff this year, and I just promise you if the alliance screws this up i will go on a one man mission i'm talking about matthew mcconaughey uh interstellar type five-dimensional mission to make sure that this does not work and you cannot block this you're going because this is gold i'm going owen wilson You can call Gene Hackman, tell him to come get me. But I'm telling you right now, if the Alliance and these other conferences screw this up, number one, they're stupid. And number two, I'm going to be upset, and the rest of you guys should be upset as well. But moving on from that, John Parker Wilson, former Alabama standout quarterback, is going to join us. Going to talk about the maturation process of Bryce Young, kind of project the rest of the year, and answer a big question right now. Is Alabama elite? And then, of course, we're going to take your questions from the Booster Club, the greatest grassroots movements in poetry, uh, and we're very excited about that to uh, go in there. I know there's a lot of hot takes. There's going to be some because I'm about to fire one off right now. And you all know me. I'm not you know, the shock jock type thing, but I'm a little fired up today about LSU and who should get this job because you're going to hear a lot of names. And I would seriously consider Lane Kiffin. I would seriously consider Mario Cristobal, a legitimate name. I would seriously consider Dave Aranda, the Kung Fu Panda, a a legitimate name. The dude is a witch defensively with what he's able to do up front. I mean, they're throwing chops left and right. Uh, Love his blitz packages as well, but he's not over-aggressive. That's a point for another day. But I want to tell you guys a lot of smoke around this Mel Tucker hire. And there's a lot of reasons and there's a lot of things... That you look at when you're looking at making a decision like this And LSU being one of the preeminent jobs well, One of the most prominent jobs Maybe is a better way to put it In the country You need a certain type of guy right now And to me Mel Tucker fits all these categories We talk about recruiting right We talk about culture We talk about development There's another aspect to a head coach You gotta have some juice You gotta have some moxie You gotta not be afraid LSU needs a dog in there and what do I mean by that? Somebody that's not afraid to go on the recruiting trail and go up against Nick Saban or Jimbo Fisher, Kirby Smart, go around the room. Somebody that'll come in there that knows the lay of the land, and I'll get to Mel Tucker's background in a second, but does not only know the lay of the land, can go, with it, go in there and go toe-to-toe early. Because use a brand name. They can go toe-to-toe with anybody in recruiting. We know how good of the state of Louisiana is. He'll lock down the state. Not hard to do from an LSU standpoint. But it's can you go into Texas? Can you go to Florida? Can you go to Georgia? Can you go out to Cali if you have to? Can you go up to Ohio? Mel Tucker is a dog. The players will respect the hell out of him. You don't need somebody in there that's just a good-looking name that's going to be cool, this, that, and the other. Mel Tucker's not worried about being cool. He understands that it's cool to be cool, but cool doesn't mean you win necessarily. It's a great add on. Mel Tucker schematically knows what he's doing, but those guys will go in there and they'll be unbelievably physical. That's LSU football. LSU football is not Instagram pictures, LSU football is not NIL deals. LSU football is not, let me see how good I can look and we'll go play and it's cool to be at LSU. LSU is a school that when you strap on that purple and gold and you go out there, whether it's Death Valley or somebody else, you're lining up to take somebody out in a legal way. From the first level to the second level to the third
2: level.
3: LSU has the capability to be a bully on the block. And Mel Tucker has the bully on the block mentality. He's not afraid of any of these other guys. He's been with them. He's been at LSU as a DB coach. He won a national championship at Ohio State. He's been to Alabama as an assistant head coach. And everybody told me, oh, he hadn't been a head coach long enough. This guy was the interim for the Jaguars. He has the experience that he needs and they need at LSU. But the difference in Mel Tucker and some of these other names and also Cristobal in there and also Lane in there is that they're not afraid to go toe-to-toe with anybody at any point in time. They don't care about how many games you've won. They look at themselves as the best at what they do. That is the type of guy that LSU needs. LSU needs that swag. LSU needs that borderline arrogance, but not doing stuff off the field that hinders you or saying stuff to opponents off the field. Being tough isn't telling somebody to bring their sissy blue shirt in the stadium. Being tough is talking to your team before the game and getting them so fired up, and they can still think, and they can still play, and they're out there finishing tackles. It's not about getting up and who has the coolest celebration. I want to get up and go celebrate my teammates because I love them and we did something together. We've been through the fight. It's organized. Guys are held accountable. Cool to Mel Tucker is going out and beating somebody by 40. That's what cool is. It's not taking pictures on spring break. It's not cool who has the coolest graphics department. It's saying my guy is better than your guy. And when I get my guys in here, I'll take my guys 10 times out of 10. 100 out of 100. 1,000 out of 1,000. You want to know why? Because when you recruit somebody, you take on their personality a little bit. But when they get there, they take on your personality. And Mel Tucker has a type of personality that can turn LSU into the big bad wolf again. They'll stop going and trying to build a straw house. They'll walk around and start blowing other straw houses down. That's LSU football. Physical. Fun. Exciting. Now, will he come in here and run some wide open offense? To be honest with you, Mel Tucker's going to do what he thinks is the best. I guarantee LSU will be able to run the ball gap scheme and zone. I guarantee you that defense will tackle better in the open field. I guarantee you when guys show up to the yard, they're ready to ball. Not because it's cool, because it's what they've got to do. You measure yourself by who's around you. You are what you eat. And Mel Tucker has eaten every step along the way. So would I sign, up on, uh, sign off on Mel Tucker? Hell yes, I would. I'd sign off on Cristobal. I'd sign off on Lane. I'll sign off on anybody that's not scared to go get the bag. And I don't mean that by paying recruits and this, that, and the other. I mean that when it comes down to it, and everything's even, And you're looking that mom in the eye. You're looking that grandma in the eye, that granddaddy in the eye, that daddy, whoever, in the eye. They know they're talking to a real one. They're talking to somebody that cares about their child off the field, on the field, and that doesn't mean you give them everything they want. That means you give them everything they need. Because it's a coach's job to push a player further than he can push himself. And that's the type of guy that Mel Tucker is.
2: Man, you should be his agent i tell you
3: what There's a way to do it And there's a way not to do it There's a way that wins And there's a way that doesn't win The way Mel Tucker does it and you'll say, oh, oh, well, you know, look at his 14-12 and 12 overall as a head coach. No, look, look at the pedigree, man. Look at the resume. He's been in Michigan State. This is his second year. He bounced early. They they pulled him out of the club early because he was balling, and then he went to Michigan State. And we're talking about Michigan State
2: I was gonna in say, the top ten. I'm all for whatever gets him out of East Lansing the I quickest. I okay? oh, yeah. <laughs> As you were going you are, off God. on the monologue, I got a text from my buddy Matt, who's a Michigan State fan, said he's not going anywhere. I won't let him. He
3: won't let And listen, wow. i tell you what. If I'm a Michigan State fan, if I'm a Michigan State fan, I'm worried right now. I'm worried because Mel's been in the SEC. Mm -hmm. He's been at LSU. He's been at Alabama. He knows. And this goes back to the point that I was making about why LSU is a better job than USC for head coaches that are super competitive. It's just like you pay all this money. Let's say you go to Harvard. You pay all this money to go to Harvard, right? I didn't go to Harvard. I didn't go to Yale. You pay all this money to go to Harvard, so when you get out, you get hired by what? The biggest, most competitive, best-paying job that you can possibly get to set yourself up for life. Because that's what the real ones want. Not saying all the real ones have to go to Ivy League. They don't. Most of the real ones don't. But the people that want to be the most successful want to be in the most competitive market. You want to know why? Because the most competitive market, number one, you find out what you're really made of, which means you can sleep at night. You're not trying to sleepwalk through life. Number two is, they typically pay the best. Those things go hand in hand. And you have the best resources and opportunities to continue to grow your brand and the brand of where you're at. And if I'm a head coach, and I'm a guy like Mel Tucker, Cristobal wants back in. These guys that want to measure it, want to measure it against Nick Saban. They want to measure it against Kirby Smart. They want to measure it against a place where the top recruits go, where the best ball's played. Because once you lay your head down and you put that whistle up and you got to look around, at the end of the day, you may not have won, but you tr- you went into the best pond you could and said, I'm going to swim with you all and we're going to see if I can sink
2: or not. Looks like Mel's following the Saban template here. His first job, grad assistant at Michigan State under the great one, Nick Saban. Yep. Where did Coach Saban coach after he left Michigan State? LSU, Mel Tucker now the head coach. I think maybe this might be his next job. Look, nice a, little and, template. And I
3: still, I still, my money's on Kiffin. My money's is it on really? Kiffin. Because I thought you were
2: big on Cristobal.
3: Well, I'm big, but the situation with Kiffin and Cristobal is different. The contract
2: to Oregon's a little interesting to me. Is the contract with Oregon or is it with Nike? I don't. Know. <laughs> I mean, I mean the same, same, <laughs> same thing. Yeah. Did you say a different word? I'm Why? sorry, you said the same Why? word to me. What?
5: Oh, I mean, what about Dabo Sweeney? What about him? Why, why not go throw the kitchen sink at Dabo Sweeney? Multi, uh, won multiple national championships, beat Saban. I don't think, da- I don't think Dabo would, would don't be think... bad at
3: LSU, but I just don't I don't think they're going to reach out to him. he's, he's only the, leaving the,
2: Clemson once, and that's to go to Alabama.
5: Well, if Crystal Ball is a guy waiting in Alabama, this is your chance, oh, dog. make no You're mistake. You're going to wait and go to Bama? You can go to LSU and uh, become a king? People people, people can say what they want.
3: Bama's waiting on Cristobal. Okay. I'm just telling you.
5: Okay. So if you're Dabo, and I understand you're at Clemson. I just... But if, I understand you're at Clemson, and easy. Why it's would he easy. leave? But, but why not? You want to test against the best? I don't know you if want, Dabo... You want to go I against don't the know, best? and
3: I'm not saying Dabo's not a dog. I don't think he... I think deep down... D- Dabo doesn't want any part of the SEC Wow honestly. Now that's a hot take Where think, he played And won a national title And, and won a national I don't think he, he does he wants yeah. any So you, so he's going to be the one That goes to Bama after Saban I thought he said He it was wants to wear the No I'm talking Man let me answer the question That come you're on, saying real on. quick What I'm saying is I don't think Dabo Wants to be the one That follows Nick Saban Because you can do nothing But do worse Okay. And I don't think he wants to jump in the SEC while Saban's at Bama, while Kirby's at Georgia, and all these other. He's sitting pretty over there in Clemson, man. The ACC, Clemson's had one bad year. You know what? In this recruiting class they're going to bring in, I guarantee you, they run through the SEC like well water. Next year, I bet. I don't think Dabo wants to smoke in the SEC. I don't think he wants it. You want to know why? Because in my opinion, if he did, he'd be over here already. He'd be over here already. That's what I'm saying. And anyway, name a place that that is legitimate. I'm talking about like Vandy. He would be over here
5: already. Well, Somebody was L- a him up LSU's a different job. LSU's a LSU different job, but I don't see SEC. Dabo. I
3: don't see Dabo being a great fit at LSU. I, I feel like Dabo. I would be I'd a take great Mel Tucker LSU. over Dabo at LSU. That's in a heartbeat crazy. That's crazy. You, why that's is it crazy? Because Dabo's, it crazy? Old, Dabo's, old, man.
5: Dabo's 144 and 35. He's a multi-national that, championship winner. That's great. Winner. That's great. I mean, what, great. Uh, what what else? He's a proven coach. You want someone a proven coach to come in here? You bring Venables on defense. Your defense is immediately fixed. You want dogs? You want someone to play dogs on defense? Look at Venables' defense. Think about that at LSU. Well, guess
3: what? Who does he have to recruit against at Clemson, really, in that league? It,
5: oh, it, uh, he, it comes oh, back oh, to oh. this. It comes back to you don't think Dabo wants to recruit against the best or play against the best. That's what you think. No, I, I, no, 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 no. I didn't say Dabo was afraid to recruit against the best. I don't think he
3: wants to coach in the SEC because he's got an absolute monopoly over the ACC even with a bad year. But Cristobal at Oregon, who has the best team in the Pac-12 in my opinion, He wants to come back to the SEC. I don't think Dabo wants it. And look, I I am guessing here. I I don't know Dabo. But I don't think he wants to come into the SEC because he's set up at Clemson. He's got the resources like an SEC school. He's got recruiting ground like the SEC school. He's had a total run and monopoly on it. He's going to retire as Clemson's most famous, best coach ever. He would go to Alabama and be the letdown after Saban. And he's not going to go to LSU because Nick's going to slap him around every year. It's different when Clemson and I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. It's different when you play in the ACC and Clemson's healthy as hell coming into the playoff, while Bama and George and all these other teams are having to go through the gauntlet to get there. That's different when you have to. It's same thing with Texas and Oklahoma. You go. Don't give me the one-off bowl game. Don't give me the two playoff games that you played where you beat one SEC team when half your team is healthier because they had to play against you know and. I like what Halfley's doing, but Boston College. And Wake's got a good team, but Wake Forest. You take – tell me the elite teams in the ACC that Dabo has had to beat to get where he's had to go. Tell me
5: the elite teams. No, I'll hang up and listen. No, that's uh, – I get what you're saying, but But what I'm fine. saying is how – But a, a d- playoff d- win's different than a one-off bowl, bowl game. A playoff win's a playoff win. I don't give – I don't, don't care how healthy you are or anything like that. It's are. a playoffs, so, dog. You can't oh, – You sorry, don't care how healthy the you are? In playoffs, it's a playoffs. You go to win in the playoffs. You, There's no w- excuses. None of this. It's – you're not playing how how healthy game game you are, and some it's the playoff. This is not NCAA you dog. You, you can win. Injuries There's no off. excuses in the playoff. You what? can't turn injuries off. It's a real thing. It's a
2: real thing. Throw it to the LSU fans in the chat. Mel Tucker or Dabo Sweeney. Let me put a poll. Let
3: me
5: put a poll out. To quote Willy Wonka when he's talking to Gus's Gloop, you lose. <laughs> I think Dabo would come in here and wants to coach against the best. Wants, wants to go against the best. Because then what are you going to hear for the rest of time at Dabo? Oh, well, he's in the ACC. Exactly he's right. really haven't done it. He really doesn't want to I didn't to. say he Cause really cause hasn't done the, it. He's beat the best.
3: At the biggest moments. Look to me, I'm looking at all inclusive. To me, it's having to recruit against them within your own conference because they take you a whole lot more serious and differently. Not that they don't take Clemson serious, but it's different if LSU's going against Alabama for a guy and Clemson's going against Alabama for the guy. Clemson may only have to see him one time. LSU's got to see him every single season for at least three years. It's a different animal. What's the chat saying?
5: Well, I, I, put out, I put out a poll that says, would, would Mel Tucker be a good fit at LSU? Okay. I want to know. So we got 65% yes okay. and 35% no.
3: We'll work on it.
5: Uh, Eric says, Chris Paul to sign a six-year extension. I think Oregon will pay whatever to keep him there for now.
3: See, the contract to me is a little bit different, but deep down, deep down, Mario wants to come back. Like, like Peach is in trouble. That's how bad Mario wants to come back. What else we got?
5: Um, do you think Coach O's? Uh, we got a question from Jeffrey Greeny. You think Coach O's uh, going to go to Alabama and join the coaches' re- uh, rehabilitation clinic?
3: Oh, the Nick Saban uh, coaching rehabilitation center, and for coaches that want to learn other stuff and be good at it too. Uh, I think he's going to take a year. I wouldn't be shocked if he helped somebody like in a consultant capacity. We saw what that did for Will Muschamp. You know, he's helping. Hey, I'm a consultant. I'm going to come here and hang out. They're like, Hey, actually, you got to be the special teams guy now. He's like, All right and help him with the defense. So I, I wouldn't be shocked to see that. I do think Edo's going to get away. I would not be shocked to see Edo try and get something in broadcasting. Hell, we're going to try and get him on the show. If, if nothing else, can tell him that wasn't me that called in, and please don't kill me.
5: Yeah, we got a $4.99 donation from David Heron. When you hear that noise, yeah, he, say, he said, fellas, don't make me stop this car.
3: Oh. Wow, David. Wow,
5: wow David. Look, it was getting a little heated in here, David. I'm going to be honest, but it's an emotional time. What uh, we else got we got a question here from Johnny Den a which would cause more? I would say SEC West drama drama Jimbo to LSU or Kiffin to LSU.
3: Oh, oh, God. that's a tough one. Um, you know the You think they hate Kiffin in Tennessee if Jimbo left A and M to go to LSU? Which he's not. Which he's not. You people, it would. I can't even imagine. Mm. I can't even imagine. That, that'd be like apocalyptic, but you know Lane going to LSU just from a what's going to happen and what's going to happen on social media standpoint and just the savagery of l, uh, Lane Kiffin at LSU. To me, I'm going to go. I'm going to go Jimbo because it'd be just an absolute earthquake mm-hmm. and unexpected. But it's hard not to say Lane. You can argue either side of that. One more, and we're going to get
5: to Jalen Watermeyer. Yeah, Andrew Brady says Brent Venables makes sense, but I think LSU wants someone that's proven as a head coach. Okay, well, well, l- let me. Let me
3: ask this. When we say words like proven as a head coach, all right, Mel Tucker goes and takes over Colorado, right, in somewhat of disarray. Does good enough to be courted by Michigan State and replacing a legend there in Mark D'Antonio. So what does he do? He comes in and has them top ten in the country and undefeated, and we're talking about them on a show that's based out of Atlanta, Georgia. So to me, Mel Tucker has proven now. Has he been a head coach in the SEC? No, and you have to take a gamble sometimes. There is no hire without risk uh, outside of a Nick Saban. Outside of the elite of the elite, there is no hire that does not involve risk. The question is, how much are you willing to risk compared to how much potential that you see? To me, I think Mel Tucker is a very calculated and smart risk. That's just my opinion. All right. Speaking of smart wrists, it's never a risk to throw the ball to Jalen Watermeyer, especially when he's six foot seven, you know, cool. two hundred cool. and fifty pounds, uh, and and can run and, and can move, get in and out of breaks. We got Jalen Watermeyer here. Listen to what he says about leadership in practice and the little things and the way they cleaned him up. It's great stuff here. All right, I need all the men to listen up, from coast to coast, this galaxy to the next one, Australia to Italy, all the way over uh, to Florida. It doesn't matter. Are you having a grooming problem? Because this is a real thing. We need to talk about this. If you are. Our partners at Manscaped have got you covered. Whether it's the new lawnmower 4.0, get the Performance Package 4.0. Comes with some amenities. It's like adding some nitrous to the race car. It gives you an extra little boost. They've got the hair, the weed whacker, the nose, ear, hair trimmer. Uh, They've got everything, the the toner, anything that you need to take care of that problem. Because you don't want a cousin it situation down there. You'd much rather take the hairless Uncle Fester approach, and you'll thank yourself for it. And if you go to Manscaped.com right now and you use the promo code JBOY20, that's JB. JBOY20, you get 20% off and free shipping. So you can feel good, not spend a lot of money. Because look, just like football, just like sports, you got to look good to play good, fellas. And Manscaped will make sure that you look good and you will definitely play good. So head to Manscaped.com right now. Use the JBoy20 promo code that's JBOY20 and you get 20% off and free shipping. Head over to Manscaped.com today.
6: Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket.
0: And now newly minted first-round picks like number one overall Caitlin Clark, Angel Reese, J.J. McCarthy, Michael Penix Jr., and more. If you're into cutting-edge digital collectibles, don't miss Panini's NFT platform at nft.paniniamerica.net with some of their first opportunities to collect this year's rookie class. Whether you're a collector of physical cards or a digital enthusiast, Panini has you covered. Check out their most popular brands like Prism, Select, Donruss, and more, including Panini Instant Cards, celebrating the biggest sports moments on cards right after they happen, such as Draft Night Instance. Visit PaniniAmerica.net or download the Panini Direct app today. Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the Colin Cowherd Show. This is it, we've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. At ProPlansport.com. That's ProPlansport.com.
3: All right, everybody, we're going to welcome in Texas AM standout tight end, Jalen Weidermeyer. Jalen, didn't talk last week, but coming off two big wins, man, Alabama and and now going up to Missouri and handle business. You talked about it the other day about in practice and, and the leadership guys taking an even bigger role. It seems that's kind of worked out for you guys.
4: yeah, you know, and especially um, the week leading up to Alabama, we really, us as a team and us as leaders on the on the uh, offense, like Isaiah, Anayas, me, Kenyon Green, we're just like, we really need to work on the little things this week, and we don't mm-hmm. care who we face. If we play our game and um, do what we're supposed to do and trust in Jimbo's offense, then we'll come out successful. We don't care if it's Alabama, we don't care if it's LSU, we don't care if it's any team. If we do what we're supposed to do, we can cover our success. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, and and I want to take you back to a moment in that game. It's because you guys had led mostly the whole game. You guys had been up. Obviously, that stadium was electric, about as electric as you're going to find anywhere in the country. And then Alabama comes back, and you guys go down seven. To me, that's when the leadership steps up. That's when all that stuff in practice steps up. It's easy when you're winning, and everything's going good, and everybody's happy and telling you how great you are. But when you guys went down seven, what were you all saying to each other?
4: Well, this is go, it goes back to the it goes back to the locker room we went in for halftime. We were up and everybody was so hyped and I was like, "Hey, it's good to be hyped, but we need to calm down because this is Alabama we're facing. They don't make a lot mm-hmm. of mistakes, especially in the second half. So, we need to calm down and keep keep this uh this lead going, keep this keep the score up because they will come back. But if they come back, we need to be ready to make game when it We need to be ready to make game when it stops for us to be successful in this game. And that's what we did.
3: Definitely and, and able to close it out during the ki- before the kick. And were you out there blocking for the kick? Do you are you a wing on the field goal team, Jalen, or were you on the sideline watching on that field goal?
4: I was on the sideline watching. I'm, I was on the kickoff return where HA uh, H- okay. took it back.
3: For sure. What I, I love it, man. As a special teams guy, I was watching y'all. It looked like looked like somewhat of a middle return. Didn't look like a boundary return to me, uh, at, at least from what I could see. But during the kick, all right, Jalen, take me on the sideline. Uh, You you got Seth Small out there Were you watching Are you a guy that watches or are you a guy that not watches I know guys that do both
4: This is my first time ever doing this I took a knee I took a (laughs) knee and was watching And was praying Well, I had had faith in Seth that he was going to make it But did you see the kick
3: Oh my! Look, I, I was the one that said I think maybe in one of the yell practices y'all worked on half of the stadium screaming at once to blow the ball back in. Because if you looked at it from the side, as opposed to looking at it from like our view uh, from the cam behind, that ball did some witchcraft and wizardry to get back in there.
4: Mm-hmm. And it, it was so crazy. Even from the side, you could tell that it went to the left, and then just split split the uprights. And it was it was insane. It was insane. But I'm I'm so happy that he made that kick. <laughs> yeah. he needed, it needed to be done. <laughs>
3: Look, it, if it goes in, it goes in. It's just like a ball that bounces around on the rim and goes in. It might as well be a swish. What was your immediate thought? You guys are in the locker room celebrating together. What was your immediate thought, and what was Coach Fisher's message to you guys after the game?
4: I was like, we 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 did it. We finally did it, and like it was just time to celebrate. We finally beat Bama, and that's something I've been wanting to do my whole career since I came to A and M. But this is the turn. I can see. I see this as a turning point. A turning point for A and M right now. We. We lose. We lose Arkansas. We lose Mississippi State. Come back and beat number one Bama. We have to go on a winning streak and beat Missouri, South Carolina, LSU. Mm-hmm. LSU we have to come back and we have to come back even stronger. So that's what I was worried about.
3: Yeah, and, and I know, Coach Fisher, you know, you got the 24-hour rule. Everybody celebrate. Everybody get excited. But then you guys went up to Missouri and handled business. You did what you had to do. That looked more like a Texas A&M win to me, kind of what we saw last year, being physical uh, early, hitting some big runs, play action. Uh, Calzada looked really comfortable. Uh, talk about going up there and handling business and, and kind of you guys moving forward. It seems like you kind of found your footing.
4: Yeah, well, definitely it's all about confidence. When you have a young team, all you need is confidence, so Zach looks more confident back there. He feels well protected. The O line did their thing against Barba, so they feel more confident about going to Missouri and and establishing the run and establishing the establishing the uh, line of scrimmage. Uh, we feel better catching the ball. We everybody just feels more confident. So we can once you get that confidence back, it's hard to stop the train that's pretty much rolling. Mm-hmm.
3: For sure, man. And you guys look really confident. Got one against South Carolina at home coming up this weekend, uh, looking to finish strong. Jalen, I uh, always appreciate you coming on. What, what do you got to say to AM fans now that you guys are rolling a little bit? You know, it's a little bit down, and now everybody's kind of back. Uh, all my A&M buddies, a lot of them came out of hiding, Jalen. I'm not going to lie. Uh, they came out of hiding uh, after the Bama game. But uh, it, it's got to feel good, man, uh, for you guys and, and moving forward and, and really looking at South Carolina in the rest of this season. I know you're excited to be able to play the next game.
4: Oh yeah, very excited. And to all the AM fans, thank y'all so much for holding us down and um For sure. Just being confident in us that we would be Bama and that we would just keep it, that we would get everything going that we were supposed to.
3: Definitely, man. I know you guys are gonna keep rolling. Jalen, I appreciate it as always, man. Uh have a good week. Stay safe out there and we'll watch you on the field Saturday.
4: Man, thank you so much, Jay.
3: All right, Jeff singing a different tune in uh college station right now the mojo it's yeah. like it's it's just reminds me of austin powers when, when he loses his mojo and he has to go back in time that's all dr evil that. stole it and like right when he gets it and he drinks like the thing he like comes back and he's like yeah baby yeah
2: that's <laughs> like a and m is
3: they got their mojo back they, they hopped in the time machine that basil expedition made him and got their mojo back all right I've been so excited about this. Let's get to the Booster Club real quick, Blaine, before we do the top 12 team playoff. Because these matchups, to, this is just, you know, I don't want to say football porn to me, but it is, because this is unbelievable. But, Blaine, what's the Booster Club saying?
5: Yeah, we got a question here from Michael Salka. What's up, Salk? And He says, first-time caller, long-time listener. Okay. Objectively speaking, do y'all really think LSU offers a more attractive package to Dabo? Clemson is down this year, but they're still a top program with big recruits.
3: Look, I will th- I think the LSU job, it, you have to you have to compartmentalize what you want though. Are we saying if I'm the coach, right? Do I want the best way of life or like the, the easiest way for me to sustain and thrive or do I want the biggest challenge that I can take on? Cuz there's two different types of, of thoughts. And I'm not saying either one is better than the other, but if I'm at LSU, I want the guy that's going to be the most competitive. And to me, I talked about this and and you know, when I, when I was talking about it and, and Colin Cowherd was, was talking about it, like USC, if I want to go sit mimosas on the beach and be in a conference where I can be the most dominant, it's not that it's not hard, but it's a lot easier to dominate the conference at USC in the Pac-12 than it is at LSU in the SEC. So we have to make the decision, if we're talking about a coach – what does that coach want? What is the main thing that that person wants? Because if I'm the university and I'm Louisiana State University, I want the most competitive, organized guy that has the blueprint that's not scared of anybody. That has been there, that has been behind closed doors with Nick Saban, which he has. Has been behind closed doors uh, you know at LSU as well, at Ohio State as well, Bama as well. Like the guy knows it. Like he knows what it takes. He understands the lay of the land. It's different when we're talking about Brian Harson coming All the way from one side of the country And having to hire coordinators That know the lay of the land when it comes down to recruiting Where we can go and have success Where is a waste of time But if you're Mel Tucker, you've been down here If you're Chris Wall, you've been down here If you're Lane Kiffin, you've been down here You have the high school relationships You know where to go You know where the best players are And where the best players are that you have the best chance of getting Or at least a chance of getting So a lot more, we can make it generic and that's great But if we're going to make it generic, let's talk about the two types of head coaches And the two types of situations that a potential head coach wants Do I want to be in the most competitive league when it comes down to everything? Do I want that? Or do I want the easiest place for me to win, look really good, become a legend Good, uh, you know, family life where they're not having to worry about this, that, and the other Not that the other coaches don't But in the SEC, you can win a natty in 2019 and be fired two years
2: later a lot of that goes out the window when you played at a university, though. Uh, you know, I don't think Dabo would ever leave for LSU, but he may for Alabama. This is why Jim Harbaugh's at Michigan. This is why Scott Frost yeah, is at Nebraska. You know, like, that that's, that passion can never be, you know, well, underestimated.
3: Well, to me, to me, as, as we – We're getting it's, attacked Yeah, here. it's like there's, yeah. like, a, a B-17 up above us yeah. right now. It's like, for some reason, yeah. I think there may be an, an, an military a military base. This, this is a secret, a secret a clock, base guys. Here. Let's all go fly. Yeah, yeah hey, it's it's three o'clock. is the j show live? Is it live? Yeah, okay, yeah well, now if there's a base under here. I'm telling you. Wow, there's one might be. under here. It feels so really be. hollow. When I hit the ground too, it feels really hollow. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to know. Like I don't I don't want a no, Resident Evil situation like the hives down here or something. Yeah. I don't want to know. I want to come <laughs> like in here, talk about college football with my buddies and leave. Yeah, that, that's like what that's what you I want to do. That's All what I want to do.
5: We got a $4.99 donation hit from the button come to Tobin Alderman and that's it. I appreciate the five. Tobin, and we have another comment from the DGD podcast. He says Dabo's culture doesn't fit LSU. What culture? Winning? What? Well, like what? What he's talking about?
3: Like the, you know, <laughs> what? Yeah, <laughs> well, I don't know. Uh, DGD, he's I disagree. There, like, ask him to expound on that. Well, what does he mean? Like what? Is too clean? Is that yeah, what he's I saying? Don't. You're gonna say yes, sir, or no, ma'am. Like at LSU, they're not going to be like, you're not saying sir, ma'am, Where or Where was the like sarcastic
2: that. winning part, was that added by you, or is
3: that, that in his no, comment? That was definitely added by, okay, definitely see, added by <laughs> you. Listen,
2: listen. the cynicism is 100% added yeah.
3: by Blaine. We
5: got a question from Adam Swindle. Chris Ball didn't want to come to Auburn. Why would you want to go to LSU?
3: Well, to me, to me, I think one of the reasons Chris Ball didn't come to Auburn is because Auburn's not offering full control the way that Kirby is, the way, the way Kirby has it, the way that Nick has it, the way that Jimbo has it. See, here's the thing. When you work for Saban, and you're a legitimate guy, you look and you say, oh, wow. You can actually give me control of all of it. When it comes down to it, I'm in control of all of it. I don't have to worry about boosters. I don't have to worry about alumni or any of that stuff. It's my show. It's my show. There are very few universities that will do that. Alabama did it because they had to. Mm -hmm. They had to. It's the only way they were getting saving. But now if you're Kirby, now if you're Mel Tucker, now if you're uh, anybody that has coached under there and has seen it, Cristobal, Jimbo, you know that's a possibility. And you know if you give me full control, then it is actually all on me. And it goes back to being the guy that on fourth and one, the linebacker that says, run it at me, please. You have two types of players, the players that want that and the players that want somebody else to make that play. It's the same thing with the coach because these are alpha personalities. These are very big egos because they have to be. They operate in a world that is you have to be a wolf or you're a pig or a sheep. That's it. But once you see that that university can give you full control, why do you think Kirby wasn't at Auburn? Didn't want him to coach the national championship game as a D.C. at Alabama and wouldn't give him full control. Because it's like, it's like this. Here's a, here's a great one. I'll get off of it. You step into a Lamborghini, and you drive it. You see it. You see the eliteness. You feel it. And then you step into a Pinto. You want that Lamborghini, Cone. Pinto. You want the Lamborghini. It doesn't have to be a Pinto. A lot of other cars. You want the Lamborghini.
2: Yes, I do. I do, too. Yes, I do. What do do the best race car drivers
3: say? (laughs) Put me in the fastest car. I'll win every time. Why? You put me in the fastest car. Then it's up to me. Mm-hmm. Then it's up to me. And that's a big deal.
5: Got another question here from Brendan Moore. What's up, Brendan? And he Brendan, says, they call him Dragon. Uh, so, do karate in the garage? It's Brennan, not uh, Brendan, not uh, Brendan. God, close. Assuming Urban Meyer leaves the Jags. Oh, he mm-hmm. already won one game, so he's matching hey, he last year he'd be great in NFL Europe. Yeah, assu- <laughs> assuming <laughs> Urban Meyer leaves the Jags, is he more likely to land at an LSU or USC, or does he stick with his dream job and hold out for Notre Dame? <laughs>
3: I don't think Brian Kelly's leaving Notre Dame anytime soon. He's about to pass. You don't like Brian Kelly, at LSU? don't like it, hate it. You talk about a fit. I don't like. Ugh, it's like fitting a hippo in a sleeping bag. Doesn't work. Don't like that's it. A big sleeping bag. Not saying anything about Brian Kelly. You're not talking about weight or anything, but just it's hard to put his hippo in a normal size sleeping bag. I don't know how many hippo sized sleeping bag. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but but look, look. With Urban, I think Urban's a much better fit at a USC. Because again, I don't think Urban wants to go to a place that's won national championships with every all the coaches, three coaches before him. I think he wants to go to a place and resurrect it. I, I don't think he wants to come into a place where you're like, well, they won the Natty two years ago. He wants to go into a brand name place. Like, I think, you he, know, Notre Dame hasn't won the Natty, but that job's not opening. Michigan. He you did know. go to
2: Ohio State after Tressel had won national title. He did.
3: Though. He did. But to me, I think that was a different point in his career, mm-hmm. if we're looking at it.
5: What, what are you giggling <laughs> at over <laughs> there? Is, what are you, What's so funny? Is, what's so funny? This, all right, Grant Brown. All right, his <laughs> question is: I'm not even going to LSU. Who is the next SEC head coach on the hot seat. But his picture is your baseball picture from South. <laughs> oh, I'm here, that's this picture that just came out of nowhere. Oh man! Grant's out so here throwing funny. heaters. All right, I'm anxious We got to get this twelve-team
3: playoff. It's got to be. Uh, I mean, it's looking like Dan Mullen. Mm. You know, could you say Drinkowitz Maybe, maybe. You know, they're not. They're not looking so hot, and they've got to overhaul the whole defense. I would say Mullen. Just because of the way it's going. And that was very random. I was wondering what you were over there just making giggles for.
5: It took me a second to notice, and when I finally
3: did, man, that's funny. That's wild. That's funny. Burn it. Anyways, all right. We're going to give you our top 12 right now. And what the playoff, and I know we don't have the, the playoff yet, and it should be eight teams. I'll ha- you know, I'm happy with the 12, whatever. It shouldn't go higher than that. And I'm just telling you, I'm over here just trying not to get pissed at the Alliance, Cone. I'm just really, I've been holding that in all day. Kevin Warren, all you guys, I swear if y'all screw this up. And, and the thing is, it helps you the most. But I'm not going down this road again today. Mm. I'm not going down it today. I did not wake up and choose to be upset today. But the more I think about how dumb this is, it's like when you put – it's like when you're letting people make decisions that you know like aren't the best at it. It's like, "Hey, you know, we were going to get the rep from Walmart here, but yeah, we got we got Snuggies and Fits. We got well, the rep from Snuggies know, and
2: Fits. There's no contract, so.
3: There's no we're contract, gonna... but just believe me though. Shake, I'm, okay. I'm a lawyer, shake, shake, but I'm going to tell you a contract's not important. Shake my hand. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, shake my hand and look me in the eyes. God, it's such a disaster over there. It just, anyways. All right, let's start this graphic up here. Because I want to go through and we're going to see who would win the first round. Mm. We're going to see. Oh, there it is. J-boy's 12-team playoff. Now, this is this isn't AP top 12. This is the top 12 teams that we think. Now, having said that, you look, you got Michigan in there. You got Michigan State. We know that. You got Ohio State.
2: And Penn State just on the outside.
3: Penn State just on the outside. And this could change. And I would, you know. God, I almost put Penn State in there instead of Oregon. But it's I so fun to a Big Ten, they're going to cannibalize themselves. They're all going to play each other. Oklahoma
2: State and Oklahoma are still going to play each other. So this will look different. Let's start know. with the
3: right side. God, I feel okay. like this is like the college basketball, like, you know, when they look at the yeah. brackets and yeah. they start. God, I love the bracket reveal. That's one of my favorite things There's ever.
5: There's nothing like the college March Madness uh, look, bracket. Look,
3: March Madness is the best postseason sporting event in on the planet. I'm sorry. It's just the truth. Okay, throw the graph back up there, Cone. I digress. So... Oklahoma State and Kentucky. We're going to go around the room first. Love this. Matt, you talk about physical. This game would be so physical. And you know what? Since it's physical, I'm riding with what would be, and they'd probably be ranked higher when they finish this way, And 11-1
5: Kentucky. I'm taking them over Oak State. What do you guys got? I got that upset, too. Yeah, I'm not. I'm Yeah, I'm taking Kentucky. I do not know, know if it realistically would be. An upset. No,
2: I'm like 10-7 by definition. Are dude, we splitting look, hairs I'm here? I'm just a
5: kid in a candy store that we're able to say, watch the 10-7 <laughs> yeah,
3: match the up 10-7, in college football. Yeah, exactly. That's pretty hype. Yeah. That's pretty hype. <laughs> okay. So give me the 10-7 first ever, first ever, if this was the first game played, the first ever upset. 10-7 upset. In the college I like upset. it. Man, this gets the juices flowing. What are flowing. we doing next? All right, we're going to go Michigan State and Wake Forest. I'm going to go... With Michigan State I think they're the more physical team I think they could dictate it on the ground I think Kenneth Walker would go dumb dumb Mm -hmm. But you gotta take your hats off to Wake Forest Even the fact that we're talking about this And it's not the NCAA basketball tournament Is a compliment on We, I'm literally looking at this Go back to the graphic real quick Does that not look like an NCAA basketball side, oh, yeah. though Oklahoma State versus Kentucky, Michigan State versus <laughs> Wake Forest. That that's that lines up. But then
5: you go to the other side, and Georgia's a one seed. I'm like, yeah, what's going man, on? Tom Crean really figured Y'all it out. you can do with Anthony Edwards. You're yeah, not going to do with true. anybody else. You got true. you got Michigan State over Wake. Oh, yeah, defense and run game. Yeah, yep. that's the, kind of the week. Uh, the matchup against Wake Forest. Same here. Okay, All let's right. go
3: to the second round. Kentucky, Cincinnati. Oh, but can you imagine this matchup? You could throw a rock and hit the other city. I'm going Kentucky. Are you? I'm going Stand with Kentucky. Staying with the upset. Okay. Will Levis scores a touchdown late, running it in to put him ahead. They hold Desmond
5: Ritter at the
2: 20. Ten seed in the final four. I'm going Cincinnati. I'm going I don't think you're wrong I think I mean, I'm,
5: I'm going to go Cincinnati, I'm going to go Desmond Ritter I, I like Cincinnati's defense a lot They're, they're, they're well extremely coached. fundamental they got great looking guys running around They're fast and they tackle in space This will be a close game, but I feel like Kentucky's run game will get stifled a little bit Against that Bearcat defense
3: Well, you know, again, and Jamari Sawyer, who we're going to have on Gave a huge compliment to Cincinnati We're going to have him on Friday, don't miss that All right? All right. So let's go to the next one We've got OU and Michigan State We'll speed up here a little bit I'm going to go with Caleb Williams in Oklahoma here. Really? I think they score enough. I think they score enough. The question is, can they hold Kenneth Wall? Can they just let him get his and not go you know, crazy on him? That's a big question. But I'm going to go with Oklahoma there. They found something in Caleb Williams. Those guys believe the defense has got to continue to get better. Uh, and this is one way that Alex the Grinch will help steal Christmas. Who
2: we've been talking about all morning. Mel Tucker? I'll go with him. Upset. You're going with coach. Upset. Michigan State in wow. the Final Four. You hear that, Sparty fans? We just call them like we How see it. How about that? And that's just the old
3: kid from Statesboro who no went to Michigan. No wow. hatred. No hatred. I got him got? in I love to see it. What do
5: you got? I'm taking Oklahoma. I think Oklahoma's is a uh, more complete package football team. If you stop Michigan State's run game, they don't have a lot through the air. And I do think Caleb Williams is only going to get and you better think and better.
3: capable of stopping the run yeah, game. Yeah. So, well, I, think, well yeah, you put enough it. people in the I box. I think they'd sell out. You put enough people
5: in the box. This the type of game where you're going to have to make me through. Throw, make them throw the ball, and I feel like Oklahoma <laughs> will score some points. I don't think Michigan State will keep up with them. Oh, what are you, what are you getting over there? Are you getting texts the over whole,
2: there? Uh-oh. The whole team. You win, Owen Wilson. Since um, the whole Tennessee. Cincy. Boo Cone. Boo. <laughs> <laughs> All
3: right. Is uh, tell me when John Parker's ready. We'll bring him in here too. Okay. Uh, but until then, let's throw the graphic up. Let's finish the right side the way I'm looking at it. Okay. Okay. So we legitimately let, let's just say we have Kentucky and Oklahoma. With a chance to go to the natty. can I'm just trying to wrap my mind around that. Mark Soups is the best coach in Lexington. I'll say it again. Anyways, I am going to go after much thought and deliberation. Give me the cats. Really?
2: Give me the cats. Wow, the 10 Give seed. me the cats.
3: Give me Kentucky. Roll into the right side of the graphic. Give me Kentucky. I'm You're like you right so now. many
2: friends right who now. Who'd
3: they lost to? The dogs, the best team. Who guess what is going to be the team I pick from this other side? But I'm I just something about you know there's something about
5: Mary, but
3: there's mm. something about Kentucky. <laughs> wow.
5: Well, so I'm can, can, if we since I picked Cincy, can I go Cincy Oklahoma? Yeah, for sure. For can sure. I you can look. I do that? Yeah, you have, have to. I'm, I'm gonna take Cincy. I think it's a better quarterback play. You lean on your quarterback play, and I think the Cincinnati defense is better then Oklahoma's defense. And shoot I out. yeah, I don't even know if it's a shootout. I, I think this might be a you know, a 13, 14 point win by Cincinnati. Wow.
2: Cone, what do you think Cincinnati-Oklahoma? So so, well, actually, so I had the Michigan State upset. So I would have the Michigan State-Cincinnati matchup, mm. right? but I think Kentucky makes it out of the loser's bracket. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to for keep sure. everyone happy. For sure, but for I, sure. I would take Cincinnati in that matchup. And then uh, do you want to get to the left side after we talk to John Parker? Let's How do you, get to it after you wanna, we talk to John Parker. Is he ready? Ready to bring him on in? Let's see. You know what? He, uh, he just went back out, so let's keep going. Okay, all right. Let's go left, let's side. left side. Strong John side. John Parker,
3: jump back in. Jump back in, JPW. All right, let, let's go. Bring the graphic back up. Okay. All right, so left side. Ohio State and Ole Miss... God, I love these matchups, man. This is just... You know what? It it almost upsets me that we don't get to have this this year. You know? It's like, I want the Hulk hands. Like Dylan. I want Hulk hands. I don't want the rawhide wallet. You don't want a wallet? I want Hulk hands. I said it like five times. You I want Hulk hands. I it salmon. And Ohio State and Ole Miss is a Hulk hands special. And I'm 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 thinking, I'm thinking, I'm thinking... I'm going to have to go with Ohio State in this game. Mm -hmm. I'm going to have to go with Ohio
2: State. Yep, I I concur. I think Ole Miss
3: is is really beat up right now. Mm -hmm. I think Ohio State's good enough to take away that run game a little bit and say, all right, let's play a game called Is It Drummond? Yeah. Or is it Braylon? Braylon's speed up. I'm going to take Ole Miss Stroud's getting better, and I think Ohio State would have a lot of success, Alave and those yeah. guys against that
5: defense. Both really teams would fine. score a lot of points. I'm Both taking teams, Ohio State yeah. not that as well. It's a more complete team. They
2: are. All right. More they complete are. team. Yeah. Both teams would score a lot of points. I think Ohio gets more stops. I agree. Yep. I agree. All right.
3: We're going to get to the Boost Cup in a second. um Oh, is JPW I got ready? John Parker in here. Let's get, John, get Parker John Parker in let's, here. Uh,
2: but let's tell about the uh, Pasquales real quick. Too, oh, yeah, let's go to
3: Pasquales that are just making plays left and right. Let's throw the Pasquales on here, then let's get to John Parker Wilson. All right. Let me tell you about one of our newest sponsors, Pasquale's Pizza and Wings. They have the best pizza in the solar system, and now they've added meatball items to their menu, which equates to meatball mania. Now, uh, we have four offensive lines uh, that that we take each week, the offensive lines that were able to stand out. Pasquale's recognizes them, and here's what we got for this week. Wisconsin, big uh, 30-23 win a couple weeks ago over Nebraska. Offensive line played really, really well in that game. Uh, A lot more points scored in that game than people thought. Prairie View A&M with a big one. 35-29 35-29 over Bethune. Pass protection was much better for Perryview AM. A&M. Winston-Salem State, 41-0 destruction of St. Augustine. The offense was clicking on all cylinders. They were about as efficient as possible. Shout-out Winston-Salem State. And, of course, Utah, big 35-21 win, uh, big Pac-12 win over Arizona State. That was one where if the offensive line didn't play that well, they wouldn't have scored over 21 points. Uh, so shout-out to everybody involved for those four. Remember, we're going to keep naming them each week. Uh, and feel free. Listen, uh, you guys need to make sure that you go to PasqualisPizza.com dot com to try meatball mania or order it from your favorite delivery app. But you have to use the promo code. Spin twenty five. Get five. That's spin twenty five. Get five at PasqualisPizza.com. dot com. I'm telling you, you won't regret it. Try them out now. John Parker Wilson. Some people have called him the songbird of this generation. Some people call him the chosen one. I just call him JPW. What's up, brother?
7: Not much. I like it a lot. That's good
3: stuff started. <laughs> Thanks, man. Uh, dude, we're looking through this top 12, like what our top 12 would be and what the playoff bracket would look like. And I was a fan of eight teams. But, John Parker, I look at this, man, it'd be so much fun. I mean, we'd have Ohio State versus Ole Miss. You'd have Oklahoma State versus Kentucky. Michigan State, Wake. I'm just looking around, man. It's going to be a blast. We're going to be talking about 10-7 upsets in college football, and I think that March Madness is the greatest postseason sporting event of all time. So I love how we're kind of sprinkling a little bit of that on there. What say you?
7: Completely agree. Um, I think anytime you play, you have playoff anything, whether it's you know high school football, March Madness. We see in the NFL every year how good uh, the NFL playoffs are. I think it's great. It just adds drama. It keeps so many more teams into it throughout the entire season. It makes uh, every game even more important than they already are. I think it's going to be fun when it gets here. Well, we got eight teams starting off, but uh, I'm sure that'll expand quickly. And just you never know what'll happen. I mean, um, you know, just like Alabama a couple weeks ago, a And M unranked, we go on the road and get beat. I mean, that that stuff's going to happen when we get to big playoff games
3: for sure and speaking about drama there's no more dramatic position good bad or indifferent than playing quarterback uh, and Bryce Young coming back from a game in which I don't think he played that bad against a I think you know the quarterback's always going to get too much yeah. credit and he's always going to get too much blame that's how it is but I thought he answered the bell uh, coming back against a Mississippi State team that had a lot of life had a lot of belief we'll get to the defense but just talk about the maturation process of Bryce Young and being able to come back in that situation
7: you know, he's getting better every week. There's no question about that, but he, his bar was already so high after his first game against Miami, you know, going to the Chick-fil-A game in neutral site. And he really had slowed down. I mean, the guy plays so well. And, yeah, he gets some bad criticism, but like you said, that's just because the quarterbacks are always the heroes. And then, you know, the first one to blame is when you lose. But the guy's playing great. He He's such an accurate passer. He spreads the ball around. And I think what separates him in is just his ability to move in the pocket. I mean, mm-hmm. he does a really good job of feeling pressure, of moving away. A&M had four sacks against Alabama and probably should have been six or seven easily, uh, just to his ability to make people miss. But he does such a good job of just sliding the pocket, moving up, and still can throw an accurate ball downfield.
3: Yeah, and we talk about extending the plays, and and there's two types of ways to extend the play, but there's not a lot of guys that can do both of them. One is outside of the pocket, you know, make it a move, defensive end crashes too far inside getting out, or he goes up top and you go underneath him. But then there's extending the play inside of the pocket, which is something Mac Jones was just a master of, uh, and he can do both of those. And as a young guy, that's a huge quality, and that's something NFL scouts I know they're going to look at. But John Parker, to me, And I'm going to ask you the question in a minute About whether you think Alabama as a team Is a lead uh, or not, at least right now When I watch Alabama, one of the biggest questions is Their ability at the inside linebacker position And really the front seven They've got really good players, we know that But they've struggled against teams that are worth their salt In the run game Teams that athletically and physically Can kind of somewhat go toe-to-toe with them And we won't know until we see them play another team That has an offensive line that can do that What are your thoughts there?
7: Yeah, I would agree with you. I think that, um, you know, Florida going on the road down there, the ability for Emory Jones to run the ball, and, and they they gave us a lot of problems. Um, and then obviously A&M did. And, you know, A&M, with a young offensive line, put together a really, really good game against us. And I think I think in that A&M game, we saw the injuries from Chris Allen starting outside the linebacker, his mm-hmm. backup Drew Sanders going out, uh, Malachi Moore starting nickelback going out after the first series. You know, you heard y'all talk about injuries earlier, and like injuries are a part of the game. Um, and you got to, then you got to learn how to shift and work around them. I thought they did a really good job on defense against Mississippi State. It's two years in a row that uh, um, Leach has not been able to score a touchdown against Alabama. Shut him out last mm-hmm. year. This year, three, three field goals. So they're starting to put it together. And I think this is the same story we saw from Alabama's defense last year. Struggled early in the season, didn't really have it together. And last year, they finished uh, first in the SEC in scoring. I think we're starting to get our personnel packages together. Um, I thought Pete Golding had his best play calling game last week against Mississippi State and bringing the pressure, being able to um, get back to the quarterback, which we couldn't do against AM. and man, speaking of a m Zach Calzada lights out against yeah. Alabama. I think he started 15 of 16 and then he went seven or eight incompletions in a row and then finished the game like six of eight. The guy played huge. He stepped up, um, and he was throwing balls around the field. It's like, you know, you couldn't, you couldn't walk it out there and place it any better.
3: Yeah, and his intermediate pass game, and, I mean, what he was doing to the field, whether it was sale, the combinations they had out there, the throws you have to make to be able to beat a team like Alabama. But a lot of that, John Parker, goes back to something we talk about all uh, on the show all the time, Is offensive balance. And and that doesn't mean 50 50. Nobody is 50 50. If you were 50 50, I'd worry. But it's, you know, 60 40, being somewhere in that range, maybe 57, you know, 43, whatever, to keep that defense off balance. And it's not like AM was running the ball for 15 to 20 yard chunks against Alabama, but they were getting the yards that they needed to keep Alabama honest and not be able to funnel that ball where they wanted it to. One of the other ways in a recipe of an upset if you want to beat somebody. But when you look around the, the rest of the sec you know outside of georgia i, I do think georgia is the best team in the conference I, I think there's a little bit of a gap right now in between them and alabama and then between everybody and el, uh, everybody else but when you look around the sec and you look around college football the parody right now it's beautiful to me to watch. I mean, typically we're talking about the same four to five teams every year. And if you're a fan of one of those four to five teams, you know, you're you don't get bored with that. It doesn't become stale. Uh, but just when you look around with super seniors and stuff like that, what is your take on the landscape right now of college football?
7: I think the parity is awesome. I think you're exactly right. I mean, we're looking at Ole Miss, uh, Tennessee this past week. Like it's a it's a playoff game. I mean, mm-hmm. every game's is important. Um, I mean, even LSU you know, they, you know, they're going to be good at some point. Auburn has really turned it around, and their needle is definitely pointing upward. So there's there's a ton of good teams in the SEC right now. I mean, you know, eight, ten, ten teams right now that I think you could put up there in, in tier one of college football. And going back to your first point of balance, I mean, you hear Coach Saban talk about it just on our offense more than anything, mm-hmm. is we got to keep balance. Last year we were able to do it. We were damn near 50-50 with Najee running the ball and throwing out to Devontae and those guys. It makes it so hard, and you can really only do that though if you have the guys up front. If you can Very control true. the line of scrimmage, and and that's really what it what it all boils down to. Because if you're one dimensional, defenses can scheme to that. We can we can out scheme if you're all you're going to do is throw the ball a la Mississippi State or mm-hmm. you know run the ball. You, you can scheme to that, but when when you have the ability to run it, play action, RPO, and throw it downfield, I mean that's a lot coming at you especially with the, with the defensive rules right now and, and how, how hard it is to get, guard a guy downfield. Um, if you can control the line of scrimmage and have the ability to be close to 50-50, you're going to be a tough team. I don't care who you are. Mm. If you can do that, you're going to be successful.
3: Well, football's a math problem. It's numbers and angles. We all know that. And, and it's, it. It, it will That's always it. be that way. And it's funny, you bring up Ole Miss in Tennessee. I don't know who threw more passes Saturday night, Hendon Hooker, Matt Corral, or the Tennessee fans. They, they all threw. It. I' would say the Tennessee fans judging by the trash on the field, but uh, the amount of people that threw something. Uh, but uh, I do, uh, John Parker, want to get to the Booster Club if anybody has a question in there, Blaine, just hold your hand up like you got to go to the bathroom in kindergarten and I'll get over there to you. But when you look at, at Georgia right now, and you look at the way they operate, and you know something we always allude back to is they're winning games the way they want to win them. Uh, you know, It's it's not being flashy offensively. It's grinding it out. It's leaning on you in the second half. And then all of a sudden you look up and you're down 28-7 to against Jordan Davis and the boys, which is, is not a West Side story type of, you know, let's get everybody to start snapping at each other. The only snapping Jordan Davis does is snapping bodies in half. So, you know, when you look at Georgia right now, John Parker, do you think they're as good as what everybody thinks they are?
7: Yeah, I think they're playing really good. I agree. I think Kirby Sparks got them going. Um, they're playing with a lot of a lot of confidence, a lot of purpose, and you can kind of tell they've come together right now as a team, and they, and they are separating themselves um, just because they've, they've got it going right now. They've, got, they've still got a backup quarterback right now. They're, they're, their defense is unbelievable, and like you said, when you can squeeze people out of the game like that, and you look up and you're down, and you know you've got no chance to come back. I mean, we've got to score four touchdowns now on four drives and hope yeah. that, that they don't score at all. I mean – that's that's not going to happen and um it's 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 just it's where they're at right now and to me they're, just, they're playing with a lot of confidence and that's when you turn on the tape and see them and watch them on tv it's just they they know they're good and they're going out there and acting like it
3: yeah for sure and they're old on defense too you know they've got veteran guys that have played a lot of snaps over there on that ball side of the ball and they're really talented uh, but all right but anything from the booster club we actually have
5: a couple boosters more than a couple we a can cu- say a well listen to we gotta be careful with that, the boosters you yeah, know i know some stuff in the <laughs> they, past they wanna, I wanna, you know they want to i com- don't want to get john parker in trouble over here now they want to come together and start a movement and they the money will will not be a problem wow. how much would it take jpw to grow those beautiful bama bangs oh
3: back wow
5: out? this the swoop
7: you know the swoop, the band banks, I love it. I don't think I have the ability to grow it out anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Brutal
3: honesty away. from John Parker <laughs> <laughs> Wilson here today. <laughs> wow, that was a very interesting it question has- from the Booster Club. Do they want to know anything about football, or is this all yeah, about hairstyle? Yeah, we actually today. got one from <laughs> Scrappy Coco. <clears throat>
5: from DJ Barber, uh, what does JPW think his Bama teams would have looked like with guys on the outside like Bama in the last couple of years? Waddle, Ruggs, Judy, uh, Judy, those type of guys on this year's team.
3: Not a bad question. They had a couple good ones. A guy named Julio Jones, I think, John Parker, but all the chance for that one.
7: Yeah, Julio Jones looked pretty good last night. That was a pretty acrobatic <laughs> catch he had on that NFL football. Uh, Julio's all I need. That, that's all I was needed. I need one guy. And it, uh, I remember McElwain came in and Jim McElwain, my senior year, was the offensive coordinator. And he's like, "JP, we're going to find any way to get this kid the ball as many times a game as we can." <laughs> and that was that was basically our game plan. So yeah, uh, I agree. He, he I'm sure you're to like, to I
3: agree, 100. percent
7: Hey, I could get behind that game plan, but <laughs> we had we had a good team. We had some good guys: yeah, DJ Hall, uh, yeah. Keith Brown, MacAdell. We, I mean, those we had some we had God, some good DJ playmakers.
3: DJ Hall. Um,
7: DJ Hall was good, man.
3: He was good. You know what? I,
7: I should know this. I don't have my book in front of me, but DJ still holds a lot of records at Alabama, even with mm. all Jerry Judy rugs, Julio Amari, um, DJ with Brody Curl, who was before me, and then me. He he was he was our offense back then, so. Uh, we, we had some pretty good guys
3: For sure man Well uh, John Parker It's always great Having you on Brother uh, You know I, I appreciate it every time Let's do this again soon uh, And tell everybody Where they can find you I Man, you're all over the place Broadcasting got, got a bunch of stuff going on
7: Yep I do the So I do the color right now For Alabama Crimson Tide Sports Network Alongside Eli Gold And um, Yeah I'm all over the place man I'm on Twitter JPWilson4 Is my Twitter handle I'm not as active As I should be I should probably take some some lessons from you you're pretty good
5: so uh you have
3: to i'm just there dog <laughs>
5: active,
3: i'm just, just there man you gotta hustle. <laughs> i am dude we're an up tempo offense on twitter for sure <laughs> we're josh heupel my it. twitter coach so we go pretty fast shot
7: frequency shot frequency that's exactly right
3: that's the more i take the more i make but all right john parker i appreciate right. it buddy let's do this again soon
7: see y'all all the time man see you
5: all right <laughs> the booster club asking yeah, about
3: that. I love it. <laughs>
7: DJ <laughs> DJ Hall holds the
5: most catches in the game and the most receiving yards in a season, which is two thousand nine hundred and twenty three. The Hall of DJ. Wow, that's Pro, a lot. Pro throw was a witch too. Pro I throw know, was man. a problem before that bad yeah. injury. That's in that crazy. That You're gonna bring a receiver back and not have the receiver who won the Heisman. Mm, he 20. won the Heisman. He did. He did, I and Julio it. was look, look, like it's. I, uh, apples I'm taking and oranges. Julio in
3: college, though. I'm taking Julio. You put Julio. Imagine putting Julio in that system.
5: I mean, that style. The, the Bama's team basically. Last imagine year, could having have been Julio. The their their offense the could have been the Heisman final. Their offense <laughs> won the Heisman. If Jalen doesn't waddle, doesn't get hurt, Mac oh. Jones, Devontae Smith, Najee, Najee, it's not fair. Miller Forrestal Waddle. was a
3: dog at tight end, too.
5: They were a problem. Did, no one. <laughs> Who are you stopping them? No one stopping them. You couldn't them. stop them. I don't the red know if this Georgia defense is stopping them. I think the Georgia defense is holding them down. To what? To, well,
2: to at least 45. To at least 45. I don't
3: think they score over 30. They're going to get them.
5: They're going to get them. Wait, you think I'm wrong again? I don't think you're completely wrong, but I can see them scoring more than 30. I obviously it's
2: Alabama scored more than 30 in a row for, what is it now? Uh, it's an it's NCAA them? record. Yeah, it's all of them. It's like three years now. All of them,
3: it's just all yeah. of them. That's what you say now, just all of them. When's the last time they lost two games in a row? like 1813 they, they've done that yeah i
2: think they Is lost that a to thing? i think they lost Give to john this, parker back i, I think have they, they done I, that i think the <laughs> last
3: time they lost two games in a row was they lost to like princeton and then spain must be nice. <laughs> like yeah. that's that's how long it's been they must lost be. to they lost to the ukraine and in 1848 <laughs> and they got
5: robbed yeah
3: they got robbed in the ukraine not new anyways uh, uh let's, go to, going, yeah, yeah, let's to go to the other this. side we of this yeah yeah let's go to the other side of unfinished business yeah here. we do all right so we said ohio state's beating ole miss right we, we picked Wait, ohio yes. State over ole miss Can you yes. Hear a doctor? Yes. yes and i'm going to start with cone here as his boys in blue are facing the quack attack mm-hmm. the biggest question is Best best coach to ever coach a duck, Cristobal or Gordon
2: Bombay? Easy answer. Hey, I'm going with the blue, man. You're going with Five the blue? 12. I'm going with the blue, too. Are you? Yeah, you, and, you
3: know, it was really hard. I do got to give a shout-out to our Penn State fans. It was really hard for me not to put Penn State in there, but again, we can't have all the Big Ten in there. They're going to play each other.
2: Yeah, they're going to play each other.
3: Oregon doesn't have a ton of competition left yet. They've got the Civil War against Oregon. You know, that's a cool story. I just don't believe in the Pac-12, even though they did lose to Stanford. So I'm going... Give me Michigan.
5: Hell yeah. Give me Michigan. Yeah? I'm taking the boys there in blue. Yeah? I'm taking the boys in blue. There we go. More complete team. I just, Oregon I I just agree. struggles. They're trending in the wrong direction. Right? That, that is. All
3: right. So, Georgia, Ohio State. This is easy. Georgia. I'm not even going into it. I don't even have to look at it. I, I'm CJ Stroud? No. Don't believe in it. I'm, yeah, Georgia. I'm, I'm, ta- I'm, I'm taking Georgia. I'm taking Georgia.
2: I'll take Georgia. Yeah. No, yeah. no need to be different. Right no need to be different. No need to be different.
3: Oh. Michigan Alabama. Good season, guys. <laughs> seen this movie before. Good season, guys.
2: <laughs> I've seen this one Boy, before. Boy, hardball,
3: great season. Man, we'll give you that money back. Talk
2: about a house divided.
3: Yeah, I'm going go to go say, Bama.
2: I'm going to go Bama. I Have to say, roll tide. Who, do,
3: who does? Let me ask you
5: something. Roll tide. Who who is Adam cheering for in that game?
2: Ooh! If you don't
3: know, Adam Elton, the newborn, already Ooh. five foot four after two months of life.
5: Oh yeah, get the clothes. Hold on. Get the
3: clothes. I'll show you, who's you wanna cheering for. You want to know how cool the volume is? And I'll Colin show you who he's cheering is? for, man. I'm about to show you. Look at that. They sent baby clothes for Cone. That's Cone's who cheering for hey, Yes, sir. That's exactly right. It's a bib. That's neutral, actually that, Neutral neutral, yeah. attire. That bib's actually for Cone. The clothes are for his son. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. There's, a There's a note in there about that. Yeah, that's exactly right. Clean yourself
5: There's a note in there about that. Yeah.
3: But, all right, so we got Georgia beating Ohio State. Correct. Alabama beating Michigan. And then the de facto national championship, Georgia versus Bama. I am taking the dogs because of their – not because of the defense only, because I think Georgia's offensive line would push Alabama's front seven around. That's what we've seen against good offensive lines they've played. I know it's kind of getting over the hump for Georgia, but I think they get over the hump, they beat Bama, and they go on to face Kentucky in the natty.
2: In yours. In mine. Yeah. What do you guys think?
5: Taking Bama, yes, yes. Wait. Okay, I'm
7: okay. Well, Bama. that's not that crazy. <laughs> I'm that's, taking Bama.
3: That's not that crazy, but
5: why though? It's more, it's it. Th- there's this a boulder in the way for Georgia. Reach. Kirby Smart. There's a. There's just it's they look reach, across man. the reach. sidelines and, and they see this guy walking around mm-hmm. with a headset on. It's like the and catch on the waterway. Yeah, them before you get like, a little green book, and man. I was games, gonna say the same thing. These are just different. They're just different when they play each other, right? It's gonna be close for four quarters, and the difference to me is who's at quarterback for Bama, and that really? is Bryce Young. And if what's name? If Stetson's still a quarterback at Georgia don't believe in it. Those two to three mistakes in that game mm-hmm. are the reasons you lose put, those games. Put the camera
3: on me. Oh, boy.
5: Come on. I want it hot. I want. I want let me see it. Give me your best take. You I me don't to, believe you. You want me to mute him?
3: No. <laughs> you I just don't believe you. That's all I had to say. That's fine. I just don't believe you. But that's fine. We can make another bet because we know how your bets have been going lately. Enjoy I've been agreeing
5: a hey, lot. I'm, I'm a, I'll so.
2: back you up on this I'm one, talking, man. Come come on, I'll go, go Alabama. I'm talking I'll go Alabama in the semifinal there.
1: Oh, I think Georgia
2: is huh? <laughs> cool the most complete team in the country, best defense we've seen in a long time. Alabama's got the champion pedigree, man. You've got to take the crown. Okay, and I think Georgia can do it, but you have to do it first. Give the me Alabama. Again, Cincinnati in the championship and Roll Tide. That's fine.
3: All right, well that was You see how much fun that was? You yeah, see you how much what? fun Here's that was? Here's what we have
2: to do though, because seriously, I know there's a lot of fans out there. I mean, look, there's a lot of teams who are going to be able to make the case, especially after Michigan, Penn State, Michigan State, oh, well, and Ohio State play week. each other. Oklahoma State and Oklahoma are still going to play each other. I bet only 65% of this bracket. You're exactly right. I bet only 65% of this bracket is the same if we do this at year's end, which I think we should. Oh, I think we, we do need to lead week. the charge okay we, we for need the to, country and we need the booster club's help us help.
3: first and their health we need that's true we need to form our own alliance to take on the alliance trying to push the playoff back but we can't be called the alliance what will we call it the guardians the guardians
2: A text message thread a text because they'll be the same that's exactly right okay. same
3: in the court of law
5: same in the court of law yeah, one, look, the, the Borat, one phone call. One phone call to Palpatine. You don't have to worry hey. about. The oh, alliance. that's true. We got the Dark Emperor on our the, side. The the,
2: the, the Borat contract. Sometimes Just, you got to pull the hey, red saber out. Hey, we
5: call it eighty five.
2: Call it eighty <laughs>
3: five. Number one importer of potassium,
5: for real. <laughs> hey, what's the Booster Club saying? Um, DGD podcast is upset. Okay, uh, that's uh, that's about for what? sure about. Georgia Us picking Alabama well, Yo wait Y'all picking Alabama Look the same I thing same thing Georgia said. Since I'm the summer I'm not giving you the crown Until you take it Okay mm-hmm. That's fair That's fine
3: That's quotable Look You should you that You guys have all the right In the world to be wrong mm-hmm. You have all the right In the world
5: to be wrong <laughs> Well that makes three of us What you and 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 who else? you
3: You Conan who else and you, and, and I'm you. picking Georgia
5: Yeah you could be wrong okay. You have the right to be wrong We'll see yeah, it's I don't cool. know Do I have the ability though that's I'm okay if You're okay and that's okay And I'm not okay are you okay? Anyways, back to the Booster Yeah, club. DJ Barber, surprise, surprise. If Auburn wins out and makes the SEC Championship game but loses to Georgia, would they still make the playoff in the 12-team scenario? I mean, your losses are uh, Penn State, Georgia, I and mean, Georgia. Here's, look,
3: this is where it gets weird in the back end of this thing, like 10 through 12. It's going to be the discussion.
5: And we can't
3: assume anything, but just going under the, the premise that there's going to be a decent – amount of parity, not just because the super seniors that are back for one year, but with the transfer portal, mm-hmm. I think that's going to kind of carry the torch. And then teams that got some momentum in this parity-filled year, what we'll be able to build on that momentum in recruiting, I think it's a legitimate argument. I don't think you're going to be arguing one loss or two two loss teams. You're going to be arguing three loss and two loss teams at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's going to be a legitimate argument. I'd have to see the lay of the land compared to it, and we're not going to know until we get down to that point, because again, the market will determine it, and the market will bear what the market bears. And I think just Texas
2: A&M fans are going to say the same thing, right? A, Texas yeah. A&M is going to be hey, we went out, we're in a t- top 12, are you kidding me? And they, and they should have every right to say that. I mean, things are going to get weird in the Big Ten East, because the only two who can come yeah. out unscathed yeah. are Michigan or Michigan State. If Penn State's the one who runs that gauntlet, then they're going to have a loss against Iowa with the Sean Clifford situation yeah. being unfortunate. If it's Ohio State who runs that gauntlet at the end against each other, yeah. they have the home loss against Oregon by two touchdowns. It's just going to get really ugly, man. It yeah, is. I
5: feel like that A&M team, that That Mississippi State loss... It's it's a it's bad, bad loss. That, a right? bad. that Arkansas loss is looking it's bad. bad. Yeah. You know, but that Bama win between.
1: though. That Bama win. There's
2: something good. that can
5: save you. I guess a Bama, a number yeah. one Bama well, team, a Bama win. win
2: and a table run. Yeah. Right? Well, like I mean, a, I, we're talking about you'd have to win yeah, every to everything win else. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly right. Yeah, you, well, Which there's would no be more, impressive, more. right? I mean, you're talking about Auburn, Ole Miss, Auburn, Ole Miss for sure still to come. You would have beaten Alabama, and LSU win is still going to be nice at the end of the season in Death Valley.
5: So I mean that that you you beat georgia in the, the sec championship well, then yeah, you're, you're automatically you're going yeah
3: you're going i mean you really are yeah i got
5: a question here from mike and mary um hashtag ask florida florida fans wanted mullin on the hot seat seems a little early but should his seat be warming up
3: oh it should be warming up you know to, to quote the great nba jam he's heating up i mean that's a real thing that's going on and look you know florida coming off winning the east in today's, in today's game, though, at, at these high-level places, the Floridas, the LSUs, the Auburns, the Bamas, the a and the Georgias, I can go down the list, there is not a lot of margin for error, even if you're doing well. So you can go from one side of the coin to the other side of the coin literally in three weeks. I mean, legitimately in three weeks. I mean, think about it. We were looking at the way Forda played Bama, and everybody's like, "Man, what a great job by Dan Mullen! Dan Mullen's really got it going." Now you look, and they fall off the cliff. And there's been talk about this before. Here's what Mullen should do. And I don't like saying fire people. You got to fire Todd Grantham. Yes, yeah, You got to l- fire yeah. Todd Grantham. Soon. Like you've got to do it. You, you've got to. That's the answer. That, think, that's the answer. Because you'd rather you're yeah. gonna, the first ones to go are the coordinators, really. Sometimes it's the assistants. But when it's getting really thick, and I'm not talking about us saying the seat's hot, when the seat's actually getting hot, like it legitimately is. The first ones that go are the coordinators. And sometimes they give you two coordinator firings. Sometimes they give you three. In worst case scenario, they give you one. But they got to make a change there. Because what I saw, and I know they've been a little bit better than they were last year, but what from what I've seen, the good teams y'all played, y'all can't stop them. You can't stop them. You can't stop Bama. You're not going to stop Georgia. You can't stop LSU running counter. That's what they were running. They're running you could not make an adjustment to counter. That's like me going up to, to a milkshake machine and the, going up to the milkshake worker and it, me asking for, ni- for vanilla and them giving me chocolate and he don't know how to fix it.
2: Is that, is that what it's now like? He
3: can't tell me. He can't tell me we're out of vanilla. I can see it right there, but he just don't know how to fix it. It's simple. It's like one of the the first things you should know.
5: And that, that's not my opinion. That's just real life. All right, Blaine. Yeah, we got a question here from Blake Rafino. What's up, my <laughs> guy? Blake. Blake. <laughs> Hashtag Booster clubs this pronounced Blake. Team, this 12-team playoff hold off? How quickly can coaches' seats get hot, especially when three lost teams can make the playoffs? Well, listen, if you're relevant and you're dancing – I mean, it's it's hard it, it's hard to fire somebody
3: if you're making the playoff. But, again, by making the playoff, you can now go into the living room and say the same things that the four to five to schools that keep monopolizing recruiting, not that they won't still have success, not that the rich won't get richer, but now you can go in there and say, listen, five-star offensive tackle, all these other coaches are coming here and telling you about how they've made the playoff. Well, we made the playoff. If I'm at A&M, if I'm at Ole Miss, if I'm at Kentucky, Now I have a sword to pull out at least a little bit against Saban. Now it's not Excalibur like Saban has. I mean, it's when you get out of a a cool machine at the arcade, but at least it's better than nothing. I mean, and if I'm a recruit, it's like, wait a minute. So you're telling me I can get great NIL deals because just where you are, I can come in and play early and we have a shot to make the playoff? Yeah, I'll do
5: that. I'll do that. So
3: it's, it's a legitimate thing. It's a good question.
5: Yeah, absolutely. I think we're good over here. Good over there. All right. Nice show, fellas. Very nice
3: show. Appreciate you guys. Shout out John Parker Wilson. Shout out Jalen Wattemeyer. Got a great one tomorrow. Tony Barnhart's hopping on. Uh, We got Jordan Battle from Alabama who had a pick six. He was smiling the whole way in the end zone, I promise you. Again, appreciate you guys. The Booster Club, the greatest grassroots movement of all time, as some people are saying, top economists, leaders around the world. Yeah. It's just, it's not me that's saying it no. is them. A lot of I mean, pie charts letters, on news channels. A lot of pie charts right now, <laughs> a lot of numbers. We put liquid paper on a bee, it died. Uh, we appreciate you guys for joining us. Make sure if you go to the jboyshow.com right now and you go to the shop, we have our new Booster Club merchandise line. <sighs> it's released. It's been the hottest thing since we got to drop Dara So yeah. make sure that's you guys good. go and check that out. Uh, hit that sub button check out everything on the volume Pasquale's it's the move Um, Manscaped it's the move shout out uh, our new sponsor Manscaped All right, and like the 12 team playoff if the alliance doesn't get out of the way we're going going gone
7: the J-Boy show is produced by David Cohn associate producer Blaine Crane audio engineer Faison Sharif executive producers Jake Crane Vince Thompson, Steve Chamberlain and David Cohn voiceover announcer Mark Aston. Please subscribe to The Volume on YouTube, where you can catch us live weekdays at 3 p.m. Win the water cooler with The J-Boy Show. The Volume.
0: Hi, let's talk about Pro Plan Sport. Pro Plan Sport is advanced nutrition made to fuel strength and stamina in active dogs like yours. So wherever your next journey together takes you, Started off right with the high performance fuel your dog needs to keep pushing you every step of the way. Pro Plan
6: Sport. Learn more at ProPlansport.com. Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms.
4: Top
7: Thrill 2 is like no other course. Two 420 foot vertical speedways, three launches. All right, let's talk strategy. Copy that driver. Go for maximum acceleration off the start. Read that. You've got a short straightaway to push from zero to 74 on the first vertical speedway.
2: And what about the rollback?
7: Rollback will set you up for an explosive reverse climb 420 feet in the sky so you reach 0 G's in total weightlessness. 420 feet of straight up speed. Let's get it.
5: Top Thrill 2. The world's tallest and fastest triple launch strata Get your tickets at cedarpoint.com.